0: <coughs> Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. L'il Nishmas, Shalom Another two weeks of Kaddish. And Habacher, Rabbi Yehiel Melech, Shalom ben Yom Pashas <laughs> nicely. <coughs> Excuse me. We're coming away today. Yisrechag, Chagashavoyis. Yisrechag is the day after a Yom Tov, it's also a It's tied to the Yom Tov excuse me, tied in many different ways. In Yiddish when we say tied, we say, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, something is totally bound. We don't find Many things that are totally bound, but yet we are tied, we are bound, we are connected. I'm Israel. Amisrael is one. Fayehan Shamisrael Negadahar. The fact that the Yidin rested, Lashin singular, mm-hmm. all together under the mountain. was no difference. Nobody looked right, nobody looked left and said, oh, this guy doesn't belong here, this guy doesn't belong here, this one doesn't. smarter, this one's stupider, this one's better, this one's worse. In fact, as I'm saying now, the uh, last two weeks of Kaddish, Rabbi Chassarim Shalom, the A true chassid, a true trooper, a true soldier. Beetle. Beetle. The business he was in, Judaica, Shregim, he had his own orchards, he had this, he had that, whatever he had. He always had the competition out there to try to put it down. So they could lift themselves up. Unfortunately, people in business tend to do that rather than just say, Akarj Baruch will give me," like He'll give him. Like we see by the story of Mayor Premeshlana, when a fellow came and said, "Somebody's opening a business, just like his in town. He's going to lose his panasa." To which the mayor responded. Did you ever see and notice a horse when he goes to drink water from the river? He bends over to drink and he starts to bang his foot first. Shema says, what do you think, that's a bracha he's making? He's not making a bracha. He leans over and sees a fellow horse in the water, a reflection of his own, but he doesn't realize that. He's not often, often grooming his own hair in the mirror. So he just sees another horse he says, oh no, this horse is going to drink all my water. So he's banging his foot to chase away the other horse. Shalom had advertisements for the Australian. Yeah, he had advertisements, but it was murder, more word of mouth. His advertisements ultimately were his clientele the people that used to come to buy by him the say he had an interesting approach he had his room where it was Kodesh nobody was allowed in there when this person came he brought out exactly which shayim he thought he would like with a pitum, without a pitum with a this, with a that and generally the person would take the esig and he would look at it you chose this for you me. Know, I don't think he would ever tell a guy when I saw this on the tree. I said this is for you because I don't think he was able to keep track of them that way so closely. But he saw Esrig, He saw the person, and an Esrig is in the shadow of a person. So therefore, when he looked at the Esrig and he saw the person, that means he saw who a person really was. he treated every person unique there were those people he would say, look here on the table see what you can find, what you like because he knew they didn't really want to spend more than that and he knew they'd be satisfied with that then you had the fine schmeckers he'd bring out three or four this is worse than a shoe store He'd bring them out. They would look. They had to come by day because they go outside and look in the sunlight to see what the air looked like, they'd pinch it, they'd squeeze it. <laughs> but you didn't hear him screaming at the customers, you didn't say, hear him saying, buzz up! It's good enough for you. Take it. He never felt intimidated. He never had a problem telling him, I'll come back tomorrow. Maybe you will have different ones, something else to look at. And a lot of the times when a person said, I'll come back, he knew that meant, I'll find my own. I find elsewhere. He didn't turn around. He didn't chase the guy and say, "Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait! Come back, come back, come back." The person wasn't comfortable. The person wasn't comfortable. He wasn't going to force anything on anyone. That was his approach as a true chassid. A living example to a Chassid, a living example of a frumid. And Baruch Hashem, the he sought to to pass that on to his son Zund, and pretty much the same, Akados had to a person that bought. There's no lack of Esregim Sakhrim out there. Not only that, but you have tables and tables on every avenue, on 13th Avenue, Kingston Avenue, Lee Avenue, Main Street. I apologize to the monksies and all the other areas, I don't know their Main Streets. They have tables of boys and bakhrim and kids and men selling Esregim. For bupkis, for dirt cheap, for $80, $70, $90, oh sure. And you look at it you say, oh, if I would buy this by one of the Sakram in the store, it would be $300 a And you're selling it for 65 Wow, such a mitzir. Every Jew likes a mitzir. Let us say, for argument's sake, which I highly would not even like to think that way. I think he made a parnasa from it. I would not say he became a multi-millionaire. Because let's face facts. How many would you have to sell to make a million dollars? Even if you didn't pay for them. Even if he got them for free. Which we obviously know he didn't. There's workers to be paid, there's transport, there's so many, so many things involved. Whatever he made, Baruch Hashem, you never saw on this man that he had a penny more than you did. And not only that, but you saw on this man, he was chas on the He was concerned about his fellow Jews' money. Genuinely, if he can make a better deal for you, he did. Just needed to freeze the uh, video as it was freezing up on its own. Resuming our video, hopefully my channel will stay behave itself for the next forty, whatever minutes, fifty, 50 whatever. Okay, forty-nine minutes. <sighs> Story is told, not to compare to. Neither to the to the the business of Israel. There was a Yidr of who dealt with the Gemach. Gemach is a free society. But he was very, very meticulous with his books. He didn't play games. He made sure the person borrowed had what to borrow, Baruch Hashem. And he made sure on the date that it was needed, it was paid back. He wasn't ready to have a person steal money from the Gemach. But also on the other side, on the other hand, if you didn't get the money back from them, there was no money to loan. It would deplete the gemach. And unfortunately, I can tell you that there are many gemachs that had just that situation, where the collectors were not as aggressive as they should have been, and the money never one of the So, if you do know of any free loan funds and you want to give real tzedakah that's one of the places to really go. Because oftentimes they don't get paid back. And this fellow ran his gemach like a clock. And one day, a man who had borrowed a hundred ruble came to pay back the hundred ruble, came to the house of the Bal Gamach and the video is not going to make it through the Shia you see? came to the person that ran the Gamach oh, oh, maybe, uh, and he was home, so he went to the Bezmedish. he came to the Bezmedish, to the study hall and lo and behold he was sitting there engrossed in a tractate And the man came to him and waited, waited till he got his head out of the Gemara. Very engrossed, his study. And finally he lifted his head up a second. He showed him the money, he said, okay, and he put it down. And the fellow left. He did not notice the person there. He acknowledged there was somebody there, but didn't really pay attention to what the person was doing there, what the person wanted, what he needed from the person, and the person needed from him. He was so engrossed in his studies. So much so that he closed the safe and the money got stuck inside the safe. Put the safer away. It's a rarely used safer. He put it away, and he went home. A few days later, he's going over his books, and he sees this fellow's loan lo, 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 lo was due yesterday. To that, two days or three, whatever it was. So he gets the, summons the fellow. The fellow comes to him and he says, Rabid. he didn't pay up the gemach." fellow is perplexed but Willie what are you talking about of course I did he says, no you didn't still open open balance in the books here he says what are you talking about I came to the mismanage I gave you the money he says, I don't recall anything of the sort you need to pay back this money you can't just take money from the gemach like that it's not my money Kita they went to a dintator to a judicial settlement. Bezan heard them out. Halakha they passed. I guess. You don't have any proof that the fellow didn't pay you back. Shalom. Poor man won. He used to say the man that ran the Yamach was a very prestigious man in the neighborhood, in the area. Everybody respected and revered him. Now, all of a sudden, he was literally put to shame. Someone one of the Islam. This fellow stole from the Yamach. How could he say? That this person is being dishonest and telling him that he didn't that he didn't get the money. If he says he didn't get the money, he didn't get the money. It became a serious situation. Now the question of the story really is Das Teda is a very powerful thing and we talk about that all the time when one gets a Psak din from Bezdin when one gets a judgment from Bezdin one needs to agree to it But not just agree to it, one needs to find that the Bezdin gave a true psak and what the Bezdin said is true and that's how we need to behave. And we need to accept their verdict, their edict, etc. And the the person not just has to accept but the person has to really truly come to terms. that the person believes in Teda, and that's Teda, the person should know, accept, and understand that this is truly what Teda says. And if it's Teda, it's from the words of God. If it's the words of God, he has no way of going around it. But yet here, the people of the city heard that Bez and in this way, understood that was what Das Teda's opinion was. But they felt that the person had a horrific audacity to downright, practically humiliate this person, accepting a gemak from him, and falsifying because his credibility is nowhere in comparison to the creba- credibility of Reb Shmuel. Well, the situation got pretty bad. So bad did it get that all the residents of Vilna were pretty much up in arms against this fellow. So much so that he lost his Parnassah. But even worse, his son, who could no longer take the humiliation, although he fully believed that his father was honest and, and, and correct, and bezin said so as well. But the son could not tolerate, could not hold out, the son moved out of Ilna. It's not a pleasant thing. It affected not only the person, it affected the children, it affected everybody and everything. A while went by, and our head of the Gemach needed to look up something in the Gemara again. And he looked up, he went to take out that gemara, that tractate. And as he took it out, he found, no more no less, the hundred rubble. And not being anyone's fool, as we say in America, he immediately realized, this was the hundred rubble. So he called in the fellow. And he told the fellow the story. He found his money. found his money, now what? I don't know what to do for you. I don't know what to say to you. I don't know how to look at you, how to face you. I found the money, which I negligently closed inside the safer, and left you high and dry. Not left you high and dry, left you out, out to hang. But the hang is such a horrific way that the entire town talks about you. You could barely go to shul. You lost your parnassah, You lost everything. Is I'm willing to do anything, anything. I'll denounce what happened. I will. Publicise it, I will go out on the beam, and I will talk and scream about it. Pullman said, Thank you, but no thank you. It was haste. Very simple. The damage is done, as we say in America. Since the damage is done, it can't be undone. Not only can't it be undone, my poor son left Vilna because of it. I have no one and nothing to talk about. Everyone thinks I'm a liar, a scoundrel. Whoops. And this is my lot today. the Rav thought a minute and the Rav told him tell your son to come back to Vilna he refuses he refuses so he said tell your son to come back to Vilna because I have a shidduch for him What does that mean? Does I have a shidduch for someone him to marry? Who is that? Says my daughter. The rav, the, the, rav, or the person that ran the gemach, who was actually a very prestigious fellow, found a solution to the issue here. his very own daughter to marry this boy thereby proving to everyone that it was a very legitimate mistake and that this person wronged no one this is typical of people who are able to conform with Das Teda live with Das Teda accept Das Teda and when they do so they merit to see at the end of the line the end of the story to see how HaKadosh Baruch Ashkacha Pratis runs the world. This week, we are learning, we are learning Pasha's Nosoi. Believe it or not, after all this time, I'm finally getting to the Pasha. Pasha is called Nosoi Esroish, raise up the hands of the Jews. For the most part, Pashas Nasai is read on the Shabbos after Matan On very rare occasions is it read before. And therefore, the name of the parasha tells us the greatness Of how one Jew needs to look at the other, Nasai to raise up. After the Torah was given to the Jews, they arrive at Nasai, raising up, elevating to the highest of levels. If we keep the score at home, the Gemara Pesachim, Sama at Beis, sixty-eight, side two. And he wanted to tell us a story that Yasef was setting up a Sudhus Yomtev for Chagashvush he would say If not for this day how many Yasefs would there be in the Shuk in the street? Was, I hate to say this. I'm not going to record a video anymore because this is not anymore this week, because the video is collapsing. It keeps stopping. It keeps going off. It keeps. I don't know. I have to figure out something with this computer. Every Shmo bagel, in the name Yosef would have been just like I am. Rashi explains If not for this day, which its merit, I learned Teda and I became elevated, if not for that Ma Many hidden in the, mar- in the marketplace, their name is Yosef. what would be the difference between myself and them? When the Eden stood in HaKadosh Baruch Hu appointed B'nai Israel and called them Mamleches Kayanim VeGoy Kodesh, his legion of Kehanim and holy nation. And therefore, he elevated them to a Maila Yonah, to a higher Maila. Lifting them up, and this, sorry, this raising them up is done, comes about, transpires through Taylor. When a Jew, a Yid, learns Taylor, he causes to lift himself, to elevate himself from all physical, mundane parts of the world. And that's what we saw also in our story. How the fellow studied Theta and quite innocently I must say happened what happened. But he was in essence because he was so entrenched in Theta, not only did what come about came about, but it's very likely that nobody would ever imagine that this prestigious fellow would end up doing a shidduch with this simpleton. And therefore, speaking of Fudge, uh... And therefore Yisuf says that a yid when he sits and learns teda he rises up above and beyond all all that we find in the world. Why teda? Why teda? Is it the teda is greater even they're doing mitzvahs for the following reason. Through learning Taylor, one creates the unity, complete and total unity, between his own sense, his own knowledge, his own understanding, and the understanding of the chokhmah of Akarish Baruchu that's enclosed within Taylor. Therefore when a person thinks the Machshav of Teda he creates himself a bridge a connection between the Chochmah of a person and the Chochmah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this therefore elevates the person To a level higher and further beyond any level that one could try to achieve. this elevation that we achieve through the learning of Teda, this elevation that takes place because we stood, sat and learned Teda is not just a superficial one, but it takes the muhus of the person The entire essence of the person and it becomes one with godliness. It's not just another piece of knowledge, not just another understanding. Not just a subject matter; it literally takes the entire essence and existence of the neshama and bonds it with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Since the neshama is a chelik elikam imamamish, is a part of God Himself, and the title of the bridge that connects between the neshama and the likis and and Baruch Hu. And as we know, the Zaya says, Yisrael Veraisa, the Kutshebrichu Kulachad, that the Evishta, the Yidin, the are all, and the Terra are all one. Therefore we see the unity that comes about from this learning of theta. This therefore makes the Jew in a level of Naseh Yisrash raising up the head the head which is the chelik, the highest part of the body and the most important of all the body body parts comes up, raises up through Torah and Midah that there is nothing higher than it and therefore it raises the Jew higher than any of the levels of the world until the boundaries of the world are no longer in clothing, or in restricting even this person. This is therefore what we got and what we received and achieved by Matan Teda. That this in itself, the fact that we now have this new entity of Teda, this new approach, this new connection with Teda, and therefore after taking that from Matan Teda, we go on to Pashas Nasayin and, and we stress. It's on a higher level even. The raising up through what we what we were able to achieve through Mount Tera, and higher than this of each and every Jew, from the Yiddishkeit, the Chelik of the, the Ka'an Mamish, from the Chelik of Mamlech, has Ken and the Gekodish, and comes the stresses the stress therefore, Nesiyas Reish, elevation actually, of the Bnei Yisrael, of the Bnei Levi. It's known, anyone that that totally devoted and dedicated themselves and the Rabbim uses the expression and understood the difference how to stand before how to serve him this was a level of shavit levi so when a Jew is not satisfied only with his holy status, with his stature where he's at, where he's elevated to, his, basis, his actual basis of his existence, and he makes it as a part of Mamlechus Keanim, and he sanctifies himself to learning of Teta, he merits the Nesiyas Reish, this extra elevation, and this extra connection with Akash Baruch and it becomes engraved in within him the Taylor Sashem into his Seichel until his seichel becomes one with Tayrah and Chachem Sashem, therefore he elevates to the actual bond with godliness and with spirituality. And he stands higher than anyone in the world. Pashi goes on to talk about different types of mitzvahs and happenings, including the story of the wayward woman, Saita, which we spoke about throughout Svira, as we learned Saita. And then came, (laughs) And then came, the Chanukas Every day should be a different nasi, a different Nasi, different head of state that should come forth and should bring his sacrifices. Now we know of course that the Nasim were a little bit of a tizzy. Because when it came to the donations that were asked for the Mishkan, they said, "You know what? The Jews are Jews. They're going to give very generously, very beautifully. But let's hold on. We'll give when we have to give. Whatever is left, we'll take care of." Unfortunately, less, much to their chagrin, Baruch Hashem, the Yidden managed to give what they had to give and what was needed, and they completed everything. And when they came to the Nesim and wanted to give, they came running. The Nesim were told, I'm sorry. We're done. We have full. So which point when the next time it came round for the nations, the Nesim made sure to up their antic. And then, here at this point, though, for the Hanukkah each Nazi had to bring a representation from their shavit. And they brought, the Nassian brought karbanis special for the holiday, for the celebration of the Mishkan, the Mishkan and the The brought twice karbanis. We see the difference between the two. When the Taylor tells us about the Kabbalahs, the Nassian brought Knugasa Mishkan. It comes enough with one pasuk to tell us. They brought the kabbonis sheish agelis tav shne as shne as a They brought the kabbonis. They brought offering for God. Six covered wagons, twelve oxen, a wagon for each, two princes, <coughs> and an ox from each one. So in a generosity, as we said before, from the materials, the construction of the Mishkan was extraordinary. And when the craftsmen told Moshe, we have enough, everybody was told to stop bringing. However, when it was dedicated later, the first ones coming, running, the princes jointly gave what was later dedicated. Well, they seemed to actually be a very meager gift six covered wagons twelve oxen, a wagon each two princes, an ox from each one in other words, twelve shvatim, twelve princes gave six wagons half a wagon a pop they couldn't even donate a full wagon of their own and since the wagon was supposed to serve to assist the levium in transporting the Michigan and its parts, knowing that many of the items requiring transportation and the wagons were therefore needed. So why did they limit donation the to only six wagons? Barely enough to do the job. But the truth is it's just like the rest of the parts of the Michigan, every wagon, its entirety needed to be a critical Michigan to the Michigan service because the Mishkan was the Mishkan wanted to want to, do, to dwell within, the, within this Mishkan so therefore the Chum teaches us all of Hashem's creation he did not create anything for Vatola. nothing was for naught so therefore of course so much more so in the Mishkan itself any of its components were necessary. Or underutilized then the integrity of the entire Michigan will be compromised so it therefore needed to be exact the prince's donations are therefore limited to six wagons no less but also no more because the task, task could be completed with only six wagons and they spread the load over more than six would be overkill as we say in America it would mean that each of the wagons was not being used to the fullest potential. The same is true of the Mishkan. We each create within our own lives a Mishkan. Only when our talent and potential is f- fully utilized. For the purpose why I was created, for the reason that I was created. As you know, I was created only to serve my Creator. And by doing this so, doing this properly, is the home to make. God, truly complete, and not super, not anything extra, not anything over, and not anything being wasted. This is thereby done through bringing each one bringing his own, and bringing exactly back how much they had to. And each one of the nasiim's karbanis for the is amazbeach created full worlds. Ideas and hints. He actually explains some of them. One kara is 930, which is the amount of years that other Marishan lived. Is according to he set things up at 130 years old. Kaf achas one spoon according to the tera that was given from the hand of a kachbarah the ten dibres and so also all the other hints Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov etc. teaches us therefore the tera each and every one of us each and every one of them the nasiim the brought a carbon from within the kavanis the vichina in this in this way. Nobody's karma was superfluous, nobody was equal to anyone else's, each one did his own. Kull, shave it. But each, every shavit served a Karish Hu with his special way and his special entity. May we merit to do that, to serve a Baruch Hu in our own way, each one in our unique way, and merit. To the Geula Amit Sashlema Yidei Mashiach. Kenu now, now Omen, Ken, Yihiratz, and Ken Mamish, and this Shabbos be in Eretz Yisrael bringing Kabbonis and meriting to the Geula Amit Sashlema and Mashiach's Tere Chadash Miti Tetzie.